And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find the podcast on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can find all of our uh, content on HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe wherever podcasts are available. Um, Matt, before we get started, a couple of programming notes. Uh, first and foremost, um, we were scheduled to have uh, Jeremy Otto, the TV voice of Detroit Mercy, and the host of the Absence of Sports podcast on next week. He is going to be coming to us the week of the 26th. So, uh, but we're definitely going to have him, and we are definitely going. You definitely don't want to miss that. And also, if you've been following Twitter, you know that uh, this we're we're doing two episodes this week. The second episode, of course, is going to be our conversation with new UIC head coach Luke Yaklich. So, I am personally, I am looking forward to that as well. But not as much as this that we're doing right now, and because this is a very, very uh, we enjoy having lots of guests on here, but this one is this one is is really great. Um, this is uh, the uh, this gentleman needs you should need no introduction, especially not to Oakland okay. fans. Um, you know the he is a. Uh, he he was for year, for the years he was at he with the Golden Grizz he was he was a, he was their superstar he was he went over we went on to the NBA and um, being from Northeast Ohio I know I have at least one question about being drafted by the Cavs and of course he was also a member of the Horizon League's All Decade Team so um, I, I'm happy I'm excited to have him Kay Felder welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, guys! Definitely appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. You bet, you bet. So, um, yeah, and, and you know, credit to Matt because Matt, Matt was uh, Matt wanted to make sure that I was uh, I wanted to make, to to get you on, and um, without any further ado, you know, Matt, I know you have quite a few questions, so uh, let her rip. All right. Well, Kay, as as the resident Golden Grizzlies family, again, we appreciate you coming on. I've been getting a lot of people's questions for you. You know, we're we're excited to talk to you and get that chance, although. Obviously not the best of times, and we'll get into some of what what life is like for you right now. We'll get into that a little bit, but uh, just want to start. How are uh, you, family, friends, everyone holding up? Okay, through all this. Yeah. Uh, all thanks right. for asking. Yeah, everybody's doing good, man. You know, I talk to my people just about you know every other day. Everyone's doing pretty good. That's good. I remember even from your time at Oakland, you know, family's a big part of your life. So I wanted to make sure everyone's doing okay to start for you over there. Um. So I want to go back. Obviously, we want to talk about some of your college time. Um, how did you end up at Oakland? Why Oakland University? Um, I would say, um, man, okay, so coming out of high school, I kind of figured that I wasn't going to get recruited by high major schools. So in my mind, uh, about my like 10th grade, 11th grade year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to find the right mid-major school. And then, um, like, Campy was on me since I was in, like, 10th grade. And then, you know, like, throughout the recruiting process, I met Sadie Washington. And, like, Sadie Washington was, like, you know, like a friend of me. He always kept it real with me. And Campy always kept it real with me as well. But I think Sadie really did the, did it for me. You know, like, and I, I knew Jalen and um, Nick Daniels who came in with me, that, that class right there. But Sadi really did it for me, man. Sadi watched her. So Sadi was the one that was at, you know, a lot of your games and was, was checking in on you and all that during the process? 
Yeah, most definitely, man. He he's a great recruiter, a great guy, uh, stand up dude. I still talk to him to this day. So, I mean, it was more about you know life and relationship with him than more so basketball, and I think that's what really drew me in. And uh, your your uh, Pershing High School team, did you guys uh, come to team camps, if I remember? Is that right? Weren't you guys at some of the Oakland team camps as well? Yep. yep. All my years. Um, yep. Just about every every year I was at Oakland team camp. Okay. So you, you had a good feel for, you know, Campy and the coaching staff and just kind of o- Oakland life as, in general then. Is that right? Not really. I didn't really get that feel until I went on, like, my visit, honestly. Um, like, with the team camp, uh, we would just drive up to OU and play the game, drive back because it was only like thirty minutes. So okay, yeah. During really uh, see... oh, go ahead, sorry. Bro. Yeah, like didn't really get to see campus as much. I mean, it wasn't much of a campus anyway. So <laughs> I mean, but it was it worked for me. Um, you talked about like coming up for an official visit. Is was there a game that you came on a visit that really kind of sold it for you? Like was that the atmosphere of the Grizz gang? Like what do you remember from your your official visits? On my official visit, I think Bader had like forty. <laughs> um, man, Travis Bader. Um, he was playing Denzel Valentine. Like those two guys, I really gravitated towards on my official visit. Um, I forget. I want to say they was playing Western Illinois. Are they purple? I mean, Western Illinois was Summit League, so that, that I'm trying to time that out. That might make sense. It's an option. Yeah, I, I think they was playing Western Illinois. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so certain on that, but I know it was a purple school. So, I mean, that game and then going to see campus on my official visit. That's that's really what I remember. So we, you know, anyone that follows Oakland knows Oakland for a long time. You know, was point guard you, you know, with you, Reggie Hamilton, you know, a, a lot of guys, uh, Jonathan Jones, um, and a lot of those guys had the key. You know, we talk about having the keys to the car from day one. Did you know coming into Oakland that you were going to have the keys to to the car at the point? No, not at all. I did not. I did not even think of it, expect it. No, that I was just coming on campus like, you know what, I'm gonna do what I do. And just handle my business and then go on. Like never really thought about having the keys much until like maybe later years in college. So when me and Campy was leading, it was like I'm gonna give you the keys. But like he told me, <laughs> I'll bring somebody else in here if you're messing up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got you. <laughs> so that 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 was what that was about. Like that was totally unexpected. So what's that like, you know, give, a lot of us that listen to this or, you know, watch these, you know, we're not Division One athletes. We don't know. What's that like being a freshman on campus, being told that you're going to, you know, have the keys to the car? Like, what, what's that like for you, you know? It, 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 was, it was definitely a shock because, you know, it's like, okay, I'm coming to this new situation. I don't really know what's going on. I haven't played college basketball before. But at the end of the day, it is basketball. So I think you just you just take your steps with it, man. You you listen to your coach and you make sure you develop it. You know that was, that was the main thing for me, especially stepping from high school to college. It was definitely a different place, and I had to find my rhythm and find my flow in it. So I think I did a pretty good job of you know adjusting to it and you know taking the hands on like because it, it's just so much. 
that goes into it with my schoolwork, you know, I got study hours. So I got to make sure I'm getting my hours in for studies and, you know, doing homework. Then, okay, now it's, okay, when do I have time to work out? When do I have time to get my shots up? Then I do that. Then it's like, okay, well, I got to find sleep. I got to find, when am I going to eat? Things like that, like, man, like family time. Because, like, you know, I'm only 30 minutes away from home. So that was a big thing for me, like, going back home on the weekend. You know, so, like, all that just playing this apart on top of me being a freshman, just giving the whole, you know, team to me, like, it was it was definitely a shocker, man. But I was ready for it. I would say I was ready for it. As a freshman, is there one moment that you remember where, like, Campy went all campy on you and you, you know, really took your lumps? Is there, is there <laughs> one moment? So, look, uh, I forget what game it was. But Cappy came and met me at half court. I don't know. I don't remember which game, but I had, like, took a shot or something, and it was like a timeout. He he met me at half court and gave it to me. I'm like, like, what did I do wrong? I'm, you know, I'm thinking the back of my head. Like, that was a good shot. Like, I scored a bucket or whatever. Or maybe I, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I know he came and got me like, what are you doing? Huh? And, you know, he got to be in Cappy. You got the full campy experience there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that was a full campy experience. So I want to jump ahead a little bit in your uh, college career here. So um, all of a sudden you find yourself playing with uh, two of your classmates from Pershing, right? With uh, Martez yeah. Walker and Sean Dorsey Walker. Um, yeah. What, first off, like, what was that like? Was that kind of surreal that all of a sudden you guys are on the same court in college together? No, that's definitely special, man. I definitely, I definitely like, took it for granted, I would say, because, um, like, midway through the year, I knew I was leaving. I would say, like, I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. You know, just finish out the year as strong as I can, and then, like, whatever, like, whatever happens, happens. Um, but I definitely think I took that for granted. But it definitely was special at the time, like, because we had so many fans at every game. You know, they made shirts called, like, the Oakland Doughboys. It was, like, stuff like that. Doughboys of Oakland, like, you know, because Doughboys was our um, you know, mascot in high school. So, no, that definitely was, like, a great experience. I definitely wish I had one more year with those guys. Uh, but Martez Walker and Sharon, you know, we talked every other day. So, you know, we talked about those moments from high school to college. It was, it, And it was just crazy how it all, uh, you know, happened. Them transferring, them, them want to transfer and to come play, you know, with me and, you know, build something there. It was it was definitely a special thing. Did you help in getting them here? Were you part of that recruiting process for them, or was that all campy? Like, did you did you play a factor in any of that? Um. Well, I mean, like I talked to when I on campus when I was at school. I talked to campy every day, so it was like, you know, we definitely talked about it. And you know, Sharon and Melvin, uh, we call Martez Melvin, um, so that's his nickname. But um, yeah, man, we talk like every other day like even through college so it was like well these schools looking at me what you think about Oakland I'm like well it's can't be recruiting y'all they're like well yeah it's like well I'm like me like come on we can you know do what we did in high school like so I I, I could say yeah I was part of the recruiting class but not I mean not really like it was just it was a no-brainer for me you know, but I definitely told them look at other options if they wanted to. 
Uh, so I have a, you've probably saw it on Twitter. I've been trying to get some, you know, Ask K, which is the throwback to the Ask Campy. You know, he does his radio show. So uh, I had a question from uh, MD Fun Eight um, Nine. He wanted he wanted to know what is your most disappointing play while at OU, and then on the flip side, what was your best moment at, while at OU? So we'll start. What was your most disappointing? We'll start with the bad one. The bad, I would say, losing to Michigan State. Was it the one where it rimmed out on you? Yeah, losing to Michigan State because I could have, like, if I had made it and when it made the free throw, I feel like we'd have won that game. So I just uh, missed the layup and made two free throws and took it to overtime. But I feel like if I had made it, so that I, I feel like that was my most disappointing. I would say. I had that, one hurt, that one hurt as an Oakland fan. I'm not gonna lie. No, definitely that one as well as um, man, um, losing is a rival league tournament every year. I feel like, like. Those three years losing the Rivals League tournament and losing to Michigan State my last year, that was my disappointment. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, my so on the, on the better side, what what are the better, best moments for you? Let's get to the good stuff. Man, best moments. Uh, being close to triple-doubles, having a couple triple-doubles under my belt. Like, those, those like, my best moments. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Against UDM, this is my favorite moment. Favorite moment, maybe ever, maybe besides the Michigan State. Um, having like I think I had what sixteen assists against UDL. It was it was high, yeah. I know what you're talking about there. Yeah, I think that was my like my favorite moment, and we won that game. Uh, also, another favorite moment is you know the papers and the media trying to call um, UDM a rivalry game. I mean, I feel like just because we were 30 minutes away don't mean they're right. It's like like you're looking at my show sheet. That's exactly what I wanted to ask you about was the it's not a rivalry quote. Talk to me about the Detroit (laughs) Mercer rivalry thing because you said it. And at the time, a lot of us were like, oh, man, he's it's you know, it's going to be like Mike Hart, little brother thing. But it it hasn't happened. So talk to me about the it's not a rivalry and Detroit Mercy in general. Oh, so, like, uh, Detroit Mercy was recruiting me for a little second, and then they, like, like went away. And then um, they end up coming, like, we end up, we end up joining the Rise League, and, you know, boom, Detroit Mercy, this is a rivalry game, uh, and that, like, the Metro Series and all that. Like, I don't, I don't, a rivalry to me is North Carolina and Duke. I don't think since I've been watching North Carolina and Duke that it's been like someone has won twice in a year, you know, something like that. So for me, it was like I only lost to UDM once my whole career. So where's the rivalry at? So my thing is it's just another game. It's not a rivalry. I mean, if, if somebody could pull out some other facts, then let me hear it, but I only lost. I only lost um, UDM one time in my career, and after that, you know, coming back to the UDM versus Oakland game, we've been winning. So it's like, where's the rivalry? I want to know. I'm I'm cool with it. I mean, it always it always scares me, but I, but I I like where you're at on it. And you know, just as a fan, it's fun to watch. And uh, I think the series is at 12 and two right now in men's basketball, and we haven't dropped. Oakland hasn't dropped a Metro series since that started. So I see what you're saying about not a rivalry. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not a rivalry. I'm sorry. UDM can say whatever they want to say, but the the numbers show, man. The women lie. They lie. Numbers don't. 
do, do you think some of the results have come, you know, we, t- we hear, you know, I know you're from Michigan, obviously. And like, we always hear about, you know, U of M versus Ohio state. And we hear how Ohio state just wants it more. They care more. Do you think Oakland cares more about that supposed rivalry than, than UDM? Are they just more talented? What do you, what do you think the secret has been? I just feel like we, we better. That's what, that's just what I feel. I feel like we better, you know, it's, they, I don't, maybe they need to do something else. I don't know, but I really don't like UDM. Because, like, before the whole Metro series and all that started, dudes that I knew on the team was talking, like, just talking junk. And it was just like, first of all, you know, let's play a game first. Then we can, then y'all can start talking. But they were talking way before the game. So that's, I think that's what, like, pushed me to, like, hate UDM, you know. So I think that's where all that started. Those guys talking like before the games, like oh, Oakland just you know this, that, and the third, and not even knowing we better than y'all, and we're gonna show it. You know, we ain't, we ain't talk back. You know, so. Well, again, as, as an Oakland fan, I appreciate what you what all Oakland basketball players have done in in that series for us. You know. Yeah. So I actually had a couple of additional questions uh, kind of about your college career. Um, the first one is, um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the accolades um, during the, after the, uh, during the uh, 15, 16 season. But the one thing I wanted to actually ask you about, because, um, because that 15, 16 Oakland team was the, the team that participated in the one and only Vegas 16, which I believe was like eight at that point in time. What kind of experience was that? Because that was like kind of a new thing that was like, um, it it was like one of those, it was like one of those cult classic TV shows that only lasts a season, like, like Firefly that just goes away. And then, but the the legend lives on through their Twitter account, by the way. So that was like, Abby came to us, actors like, yo, like, Y'all want to play in this? What y'all want to do? We got postseason play. And everyone was like, yeah. And we were like, going to be 16 teams. We get there, and it's only eight. So we were like, okay. That's cool. We'll play. Man, I was like, because I, I really did not know what to expect going into that. But it was, it was definitely a fun experience, you know, going to Vegas, playing on that type of stage. I mean, I enjoyed it. And that was my last, yeah, that was my last college games right there. Yeah. Um, the other question I had, obviously, was the fact that that year you were named Player of the Year, um, and, and you you were you were considered you were kind of in the running for a lot of different the not just the mid major awards but a lot of you know national awards. You know, getting those accolades. What are the, you know? When you're getting that kind of recognition, where where was you know? How did that how did that uh, kind of you know, resonate with you in terms of kind of the, the, you know, the work you put in in Oakland and, you know, kind of, it sounds like, you know, from what it looked like, obviously, um, that, that kind of, you know, end reward. Um, I feel like it just shows what type of work you put in, man, how serious you take the game, honestly. Um, like I had a lot of supporting cast, um, they helped me out you know, throughout my process my whole year. So it definitely was, like, freshman year, junior year, those were my two two um, stepping stones. And it was like, okay, junior year 
it's time to take over. Like, okay, in the summer, you got to do something else, you know. And I think that summer before the 15-16 uh, season, I had to, um, like, I had to go to Detroit and work out with my um, high school coach, you know, or he would come up there. So I, I, I did that a little differently that summer, and that would really push me to the edge. And also my father, like, he asked me, like, even, like, so after my freshman year, um, he like, you think about the NBA? And I'm like, no. Like, what you mean? Then my then my, I'm sorry, my sophomore year, he asked me, like, are you thinking about the NBA? And he would just keep asking me, but I never really, you know, paid no attention. I'm like, I'm not thinking about the NBA. I'm just thinking about getting my education and, you know, going overseas to play. I never thought NBA. So, I, so my, so yeah, my father in AW Canada, those two guys definitely, like, deserve all the credit for that, man. It, it was just like, they had a formula for me before I even had a formula for me. So, the, I think that's, for those two, those, would push me to even be mentioned or even in the conversation for mid-major or national, you know, rankings or whatever. And I never cared about it because, like, if it's going to come, it's going to come. But also what they have to realize, I got a team behind me, and my team is the ones that got me here. I didn't do this all alone. We we actually have an, a, a kind of along the lines that we actually had another one of the uh, another question from uh, um, at G Grizzlies underscore Oak Oak U um, for the under the SK hashtag. Uh, were you able to graduate? Were you able to finish uh, finish school and graduate? Because it you know, no, I, okay. I have I haven't uh, finished yet, but me and Campy is and talks about that. Okay. I wasn't going I wasn't going to say anything about it until I actually finished, but. Yeah, um, I'm just taking it slow. You know, I'm going to graduate. Okay. I'm going to get. I'm going to get my degree. Okay. Isn't it true that he won't put your number up until you graduate? Isn't that the deal? I remember. I remember. I remember. We had a meeting. And he told me like, you know, uh, all the players, all the players up there that uh had the number retired, they graduated, and that's that's basically what I took from that. You know. That's fair. I appreciate that though. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know that that's his rule. I don't. I'm not saying I agree with it, but hey, that's that's campy. That that's camp. Isn't that usually the all you have to say? That's campy. <laughs> um, speaking speaking of campy, I got a couple more OU related questions before we get 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 into more of your life here. Um, did you ever consider transferring? Obviously, a transfer portal and transferring all that has gotten crazy the past couple of years. Did you ever consider transferring, or were you content and just NBA bound? Um, so I never thought about transferring. I thought about like, what if I wouldn't have chose OU? I always think about that. Like, what if I never chose OU? Where would I be now? Or like, you know, something like that. I've never thought about transferring. Never really. Um. Yeah, I, that's not that's not in me. Like high school, high school was harder than college. So, like I, I've never thought about transferring, even in high school. So, no. In your opinion, um, why are so many student athletes transferring out of Oakland in the past couple of years? There seems to be an influx of people going out, but Campy's not getting his usual high majors, looking for a, a start coming in. Like, just from your perspective, what what's going on there? 
Uh, from my perspective, you know, I'm an outside looking in now. Um, so when I when I go back and I talk to players and they try to ask me questions about camping and how to handle this and how to handle that, it's just like you have to be like, you know, you have to be more mature than what you are. You know, you coming in as a freshman, you know, and you can't really handle Cappy because he's not babying you. You know, that's that's just what I how I look at it. Like Cappy's not gonna baby anyone. I don't care who you are. From the administration to the players. Like he's not babying no one. So that that's just my outside look. I I'm I'm not sure though. Cause, um, you know, guys that have you know, you know, been through Cappy Ring of Fire have had a great impact. You know, look at Keith Benson, Bader, Denzel Valentine, Jonathan Jones, man. It, Reggie Hamilton, like the list goes on of what he's done for God. So if guys, like, believe in Cappy, that's what I don't think. I don't think they trust trust Cappy. Like, that, that's what I would think from the outside looking in. How much longer do you think KP coaches for? It's always the question, right? Like he's been there forever, but he doesn't seem to be slowing down. How much longer do you think he's there? I don't know. I don't think he's going to quit. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. He's never talked to me about quitting and I'm and nobody ever, you know, told me he was going to quit. So I think he's there forever. Forever. <laughs> he is Oakland university. <laughs> he can't be is OU. He needs to change his um, Twitter name too. What is it? Not? I'm trying to show you. He should change it to I M O U. <laughs> I'll make. We'll, we'll make sure he, he hears this, and you know he, he can think about that a little bit. Um. So with that, I want to kind of talk a little bit more, like getting into your career. Um. So you, you declare for the NBA. You mm-hmm. start the draft process. Like, what what was that like for you? Just being a part of all that. Okay. So it, it was definitely different. I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was definitely blind coming in. But my agent did a pretty good job with, you know, preparing me. So I moved, ended up moving from Detroit to Dallas that, that um, I would say, April. I moved from Detroit to Dallas, and I just did, like, my pre-draft workouts and, you know, lifting weights and all that. I did it at um, Exos slash the field house. And, you know, I just did, like, all my workouts there. And, you know, just – got used to like the pro lifestyle how it's so much time in the day and things like that so it was definitely different then i'm going to different cities doing workouts for different teams and man it, it was definitely a fun process now that i look back on it you know all that traveling all that you know talking to different coaches talking to the players that's in the gym talking to the you know assistant coaches the weight trainers all that just trying to get any type of information you know, I could get – I remember when I was in New York and um, I was doing a workout for them and Melo was talking to me. And that was, like, a cool conversation. And I didn't think he knew who I was, but he knew who I was. And that was, like – and I've never told nobody this story, but that was definitely a cool experience for me. Um, that had talking, Yeah, like, talking to Draymond throughout the process, he helped me out a lot, still helped me to this day. It, it was definitely a cool experience, man. And I definitely, like, like now the rules have changed to where you can do everything and still keep your um, eligibility. I definitely advise guys to do it, man. It's definitely a cool experience. Um, So I remember you threw a pretty big draft party back in Michigan. 
did you have a pretty good idea you were getting drafted that night? Actually, no, I didn't know what to expect, man. I remember San Antonio was talking to me, and they was like, you know, we want to bring you back for a second second workout. That I went back for my second workout, whatever. You know, Pop was talking to me, and all the other guys were talking to me, and I was like, okay, whatever. You know, but nobody ever told me, like, we want you, we're going, to, we're going to draft you. And the crazy thing is, I didn't even work out for Cleveland. So it was like, how am I going there, you know? But um, it was definitely, man, a great party, you know. Oh, man, it was, it was man, it was, it was life-changing, honestly. Like, it was really life-changing. Like, my whole life did a 360 after that. Well, and even before Cleveland, I mean, Atlanta actually drafted you and then traded you. Did you ever think you'd be traded so early in your NBA life? Um, like, was that you, even on radar? You never know what to expect with them when they tell me I'm going to Atlanta. Oh, you're getting traded. Okay. Like, that's where, that's where we're going. That's just what it is. Let's roll with it. I'm ready. All right, so now you're, at, you're in Cleveland. You start, you know... Actually, man, I, I, I want to jump in here. Obviously, yeah. uh, you know, since it's a case, since I'm obviously I'm obviously originally from from Northeast Ohio. Um, by the way, I think I know where the Cavs might have gotten the idea because if you remember, if you remember, um, you were playing at Cleveland State at the Wolstein Center the mm-hmm. no, the day that Norris Cole got his number retired, and yeah. among the people who were in the stands that day was LeBron James. He was actually sitting yeah. front row. And I only I yeah. know this because I regret this is the one game I regret missing going to. <laughs> um, so, but that's and that was before they win the championship. So you get traded to Cleveland, and this is literally a week after Cleveland wins the Cavs win the championship, break like a fifty-two year curse. It was absolutely nuts in the city. Um, what did, how how did it feel get you know getting traded to a team that just won an NBA championship? First and foremost, um, that was that was definitely a cool experience, man. Seeing all that, man, getting that experience, being with those different vets, man, it was it was a cool experience, man. Seeing that trophy and seeing the, uh, the rings they had, like I was part of their um, ring ceremony, you know, opening night or opening day, whatever it's called. Like that, man, that was that was man, that was so sweet, man. I, yeah. I'll be able to tell my kids about that. I'll be able to tell my kids' kids about that. So it's man, cool experience, man. Honestly, man, like, I, like I didn't expect none of that. Like literally, I didn't expect none of that. All that is surreal to me. Man, I, I look back on it today, and people still ask me questions. I'm still shocked that you know I've been through so much and just like just what four years. Like that's it's crazy. Yeah, four years seems like a long time ago, especially for Cleveland fans now. <laughs> um, but so so yeah, I mean, you and more more. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask is, you know, getting being in that locker room with, with LeBron, with Kyrie Irving, with 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 with, all, with Kevin Love, all those guys. Um, what was that experience like? Just just you know, interacting with you know. Arguably, some of the some of the biggest stars in the NBA. Okay, so but but besides um, being in Chicago's locker room, that was probably the best locker room I've ever been in, as far as a team oriented like brotherhood type of you know type of thing. Like mm-hmm. that was 
and and it was also fun. Like man, it was nonstop laughing, nonstop you know knowledge is going on around that room from like not even just LeBron and Kyrie or Kevin Love. You had Channing Frye, Richard Jefferson, J.R. Smith, uh, Shumpert. Like even like Kyle Corbett, he came along. So it, it was like man, that Darren Williams, man, it was like it was. I forgot Darren Williams, by the way. (laughs) I forgot he was on that team at the time. Yeah, so it was like, man, all those guys, man, I got to, you know, I got to talk to and have conversations with, and like, I'll never forget that, never, ever. Hello? Matt? Sorry, I, my, I, I turned my mic off. Let's try that again. Hi. Sorry about that. Um, so you had your Chicago. You had Cleveland. Tell me what it was like to play for Detroit, though. Like, that's the team you obviously grew up watching, I'm sure, as a kid. Like, what was that like putting on that jersey? That was definitely a cool experience for me, man. Definitely being able to put on that jersey. Them times I did, um, being home, having all my family in the stands every game, every, every home game. Um I definitely feel like I should have I should have been in Detroit longer. That's how I felt about it. Um, definitely, definitely kind of mad that you know it ended the way it did. But I'm, I definitely hope and wish and pray I get another chance to play for my city. So like you, you as a growing up as a hometown kid, man, that you can't ask for nothing more. Like I wish I could go back right now. Well, that's that's cool to hear, and I we all obviously hope you get that shot. Um, so right now, though, you're in China. Well, you're not in China right now, but you're playing in China um, until everything got shut down. What's what's the China basketball life like for you? Like, is that something cool? Like, tell tell us a little bit about that, because I know I don't know a ton about about that league. Uh, you know, what's what's that like? Um, so, um, it, it's definitely fun, man. Like, I get to be myself. I get to run the team how I want to run it, you know, with the coaches, you know, of course, looking over, you know, but I get to be myself, man. I get to have fun. I get to play free. I get to make mistakes. I get to learn from it in the next game or in practice, get to, you know, you know, be myself, be free. I don't have to worry about, you know, like being on like a short leash as I would in the NBA, you know, so it's, it's two different ball games for me. And I was like, being in China, I'm back at Oakland. That's the type of feel I get. Just how freely I can, you know, be and score and assist and, you know, you know, just be myself, honestly. You know, without, you know, being on the short list, like I said. Do you feel like uh, a bit of a basketball celebrity there? It's, okay, so it, it, no, it don't matter where we go. Like, it's always some fans at the hotel, that's outside the arena. Like, I go to the arena early every time. So, it's like, how are y'all? Like, I think they probably call on to my schedule, or maybe they're just there early. I don't know. But I would say I feel like a little celebrity. It, it's definitely cool, man, taking pictures. And they're, they are, like, hounding you type of thing. Like, they don't care what you got going. They're going to grab you. Hey, hey, picture, picture, picture. Like, so, 
I, I I love it though, man. It just shows like how much they love the game and things like that. What is your favorite food to eat over in China? Is that favorite food? Okay, so um, man, I got two restaurants. One is called Element Fresh, and one the other is called um Blue Frog, and they're both uh food chains in China. If they, I feel like if those two restaurants came to the states, they would make a lot of money here. What kind of food is it? Like, what tell us about it? Uh, Element Fresh uh, is more on the healthy side. They got like smoothies, tacos, like healthy tacos. Though, um, you know, they do have um, like salmon, salads, things like that. And I would compare um, the other restaurant, Blue Frog. I would compare that to like a. Um, like a TJI Fridays, Chili's type of thing. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah those, like, out, but, yeah, man, those. Element Fresh and Blue Frog, if you're ever in China, please check them out. It will, <laughs> if you ever go to China, if all this stuff clears over and things like that. What was, what was that yeah. like for yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. You were going to ask the question. I'm, I know you're going to ask this, so go ahead, well, go ahead. What was that like kind of being in China when all this happened and then, you know, the league gets shut down and all of a sudden you're probably just being sent home super quick? Like, can you just kind of tell us what those, you know, the last month of your life was kind of like there? <laughs> it was definitely a whirlwind. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. And then China called back like, hey, we're, get, we're, we're uh, getting the season going. You need to come back. That's next. And I just was talking to my agents, like, um, like, what's going on? Like, they were like, you know, just wait, just relax. Um, you're not going back right now. Uh, then the Chinese government ended up shutting the season down. So it's 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 definitely been like, okay, what do I do now? Like, so I'm I'm definitely staying ready. I got a workout room in my basement, and you know, I go running, and I bought a hoop. To just put in the back of my back, uh, back by my garage. So I'm just there ready any way I can. I think that's pretty much where everybody's at. I mean, because you guys were about halfway through the season, is that right? Yeah, we were about halfway through the season, man. We, we was we was playing good, man. It was it was going good. We were second in the um, you know, in the league, and you know, Ian had came back off the of injury. He started playing a few games, and boom. Everybody gets things on. So it's, it's, it's wild, man. It's, it's definitely like, has something like this ever happened before? Like, man, it's crazy. You don't know what to expect. No, I mean, it's kind of, it's nice to hear, you know, someone like you kind of dealing with the same things everybody else is, where, you know, no one knows what to do and everyone's just kind of figuring it out together, which is kind of cool here, you know? Yeah, I, I just need them to figure it out, though, because, um, I'm ready to get back to playing ball. Honestly, like, just, I understand, like, you know, we have to take precautions. Don't get me wrong, but, man, I need, I need basketball, man. I need it. <laughs> um, and so you talked, I mean, your your goal, you're, you're not, you are not done with the NBA in your mind. Is that right? Is that, your, is that the, the future goal? Get back? Yeah, definitely the future goes to get back out seeing, you know, went through the process of it and then being on the other side of it and then looking back on it. So, yeah, I don't think I'm done with the NBA until I get like, I see if I'm 30 and I'm not back at it. It's like, okay, well, 
Do you uh yeah. talk, do you talk to Kendrick Nunn at all? I know you you guys kind of quickly overlapped at OU. Like, do you talk to him at all as he's kind of having his 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 rookie year there and all that? Uh yeah, we talk from time to time. You know, it's just like you know he's enjoying himself just like he should. You know, he's worked hard. He's earned the opportunity, and it's like. And it's like, just keep going. Keep being you. I mean, don't change for no one, man. Just keep being you. You see that you got you here, so you shouldn't change it for nobody. Um, that's just what those conversations be about. And, then, like, all of the accolades that he's getting, man, I make sure I congratulate him every time because, you know, you know, he's coming from Chicago, like, you know, playing that Simeon. So just imagine what this like till now. It's like, man, so. He's earned it, man. That like we just talk about those kind those kind of conversations, like where we come from to where we at now, what we can do to change certain things in our lives. This this is really a conversation, man. Man, this is, don't be nothing too crazy. <laughs> You're not reinventing the wheel over there at this point. Yeah, it's not like that. Bob, do you have anything else you wanted to drop in? No, I, I really didn't. Um, yeah, that's uh, you know, you, you guys, we pretty we covered a lot. Of, obviously, we covered a lot of territory here. Um, so yeah, that's so. Um, so okay. Um, you know, obviously, you're on you're on Twitter at the number two K zero, correct? At least we, we should know this. I mean, probably half the people, ninety percent of the people listening to this, probably already follow you. Yeah, I'm two K zero with the number two. All right. Yeah. So. Um, but Kate, uh, we thank you very, we really thank you for taking the time out, um, uh, for, for joining us. Um, I, I know it's been super crazy, obviously, especially the last couple of months. Um, but, but we're, we're glad to have you. Oh man. Thank you guys. I definitely appreciate it, man. So, um, so, uh, yeah. So with, with that said, uh, th- that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, again, stay tuned. Um, we've got two episodes this week. Obviously this was an awesome conversation with Kay. Um, and then the next episode we're going to have, uh, coach, uh, the new UIC coach, uh, coach Luke Yaklich. As always, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable at horizonroundtable.com. You can find us wherever podcasts are found. Um, yeah, and uh, I think we have another couple of other things going on. Obviously, follow us on Twitter. But other than that, that's going to do it for us, and thank you for listening. <laughs>